0: Ashley Marie Eifert was a 19-year-old from Harahan, Louisiana. She was seven months pregnant and looking forward to being a mom. On January 9, 2003, she went to the home of a woman who was going to sell Ashley some baby furniture. Ashley allegedly departed the residence without buying anything, arguing with someone on her phone as she walked across the street. She was never seen again. I met Denzel. and this is unfound. Words mean things. I've looked at a dictionary a couple times, so I know. However, even within one utterance, Various definitions can be derived. It all depends on context, word accents, and who is saying it. In fact, there was a Seinfeld episode that illustrated this point perfectly. It's the episode, The Mom and Pop Store. The issue was whether Jerry got invited to a party being thrown by Tim Watley or not. The sentence, why would Jerry bring anything, was dissected by Jerry and Elaine, with them trying to determine its actual meaning and it was played out to great comedic effect. But what we're talking about today, the disappearance of Ashley Eifert isn't funny at all. It's as serious as life gets. But the principle remains the same. What did it actually mean when a person of interest in her disappearance stated she flipped the script? Because if you look up flip the script, you get a variety of meanings. One that is somewhat harmless, but another that could lead us to the reason Ashley Eifert disappeared. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Goodsight, charlieproject.org. Ashley Eifert was last seen in the vicinity of the 4,500 block of DeMontlazin Street near Franklin Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana, on January 9, 2003. She was there to meet a woman, Nicole Johnson, who had mentioned she had some baby furniture to sell after losing her own baby two weeks after birth. The two had met at the hospital where Ashley was getting care for her pregnancy. According to Ms. Johnson, Ashley arrived at her home but didn't stay very long. While at the Johnsons, Ashley was arguing with someone on the phone. She left while still continuing this argument. Ashley tried to start a car, but it wouldn't turn over. So, Nicole Johnson alleges, Ashley walked across the street to a nearby convenience store. This is the last time Ms. Johnson or anyone else saw Ashley. Ashley's parents reported her missing in Harahan, Louisiana, where they and she lived when Ashley didn't come home. However, the local police did not take the missing person's report very seriously. In fact, doing a search on their own, it was Ashley's parents themselves who discovered their daughter's Mustang out in front of Nicole Johnson's house nine days later. This is when Ashley's parents found out their daughter's reason for being there after speaking with Ms. Johnson. They had known nothing about Ashley's desire to purchase baby furniture until then. At no time did Nicole Johnson call anyone to express any concern that Ashley's car was still in front of her house. The father of Ashley's child, Joe Hill, is considered a person of interest in her disappearance. However, no one has been included or excluded regarding the disappearance of Ashley Eifert. In a strange twist, Nicole Johnson has not been able to be located since the day that Ashley's parents spoke to her. The interview for this episode is with Ashley's mother, Yvonne Eifert. Unfound News Unfound is now on YouTube. What you will find there will be each episode, combined with pictures and or maps that pertain to each disappearance. Please don't go there today, June 2nd, 2017, and think you're going to find all the episodes. It's going to take some time to upload every single one, but it'll get done eventually. Some of you have emailed me asking if I'm going to CrimeCon. I am not. I hope all of you who are going have a great time, Maybe we will have a chance to meet in person sometime soon at another venue. And finally, the transcribers for the upcoming Unfound book have been contacted. I'm currently working out which transcribers will be working on which interviews. I'm very excited about this process because it's like nothing I've ever been a part of before. And I once again thank these people for their interest in the project. Where you can find Unfound? On Twitter at Unfound Podcast, The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, at unfoundpodcast. Facebook, the Unfound Podcast discussion group. Please subscribe to Unfound at Podomatic and iTunes. And please mention Unfound at all of the popular places like Websleuths, Reddit, podcasts we listen to, and all other websites and forums. And once again, you can now find Unfound. On YouTube I'm so happy to have on this episode of unfound the mother of Ashley Eifert Yvonne Eifert Yvonne welcome to unfound we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senua Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Thank you, Ed. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy uh, at the work that you're doing and trying to help us find our, our missing loved ones.
0: You're very welcome, Yvonne. Thank you for that. Tell the listeners a little bit about your daughter, Ashley.
1: Well, my daughter Ashley was a normal child like everybody else. She loved to play softball. She was on many softball teams with playgrounds. She loved to dance. I had her in dance academy. She marched in the Mardi Gras parades here. Uh, She has a great heart, loving girl, and uh, she was just a joy to be around.
0: What is maybe one memory that that pops into your head, like maybe a, a vacation you might have gone on, or a, a day trip, or something like that, that pops into your head when you when you think about her, uh, fourteen years later? When I
1: think about her. She was like me, fearless. We went to uh, Astro World. We had brought a friend of hers with us. She was like ten years old. And uh, we went up on this ride that took us 150 feet up in the air. My husband at the time wouldn't go. There's other people that wouldn't go. But me and Ashley went up there and went, and, and it was just awesome. We flew through the air together. That was a good memory. You know, She was just like me and like, kind of like a daredevil I don't you know, th- that enjoyed those kind of experiences in life.
0: Yeah. I think I would have been uh with your husband at the time and stayed on the ground. <laughs> so
1: Right.
0: Because <laughs> uh, uh sometimes my uh my body doesn't go too well with some of those rides. But you have right, a and there's a lot of people
1: that yeah. don't want to do that kind of thing and I feel mm-hmm. like if she was here, you know, we'd be having so much fun just uh you know, just traveling and doing mm-hmm. things that mothers and daughters do.
0: Sure. Sure. <laughs> You have a son as well. How did she and your son get along?
1: Ah, uh, they got along great. They really did. Yeah, what? they were close in age. They were three years apart.
0: Well, it, it was fairly
1: well, and he was devastated as well.
0: Yeah,
1: Just devastated. It still is.
0: Yeah. Was he protective of her? Was he like the big brother that was looking out for his little yeah, sister? Yeah,
1: he was a big brother. Uh huh. He was the typical big brother. Okay. Yes.
0: And what's his name? Uh, Ray. Okay, Ray. Ray, the older brother, Ray. Mm-hmm. Right. And what was going on? Uh, she was 19 at the time, but uh, she had graduated high school maybe the year before. What was going on in her life maybe that year uh, before no, she, dis- she... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, she
1: did not graduate from high school. Okay. Uh, that's when things started to go bad. You know, right when she was like maybe... 16 things started to go bad when she met this well friend of hers through a friend of hers she met this uh man joe hill
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's when things started to go bad with her
0: why do you think that was maybe looking back at that now
1: well because um he was on drugs and he lied to her about a lot of things i think that she was vulnerable and uh you know very trusting and he just i guess took her in and. uh You know, I I don't know. Okay. You know, we tried to talk to her about it and, you know, everything like that, but she'd always go back to him. Okay.
0: Why do you think maybe that this was a a friend of Ashley's who set her up with him? Um, Why do you think that happened? uh, How do you think that happened? Why do you think that happened?
1: Well, she her friend was living in an apartment, and Ashley had gone over there, and Joe was with a friend. This is what Ashley's friend told me. Uh, he came outside and saw Ashley, whatever, and that's where it took off from there.
0: Had Ashley had some other boyfriends uh, before this guy, or what would you say? Uh,
1: not really. She had gone on a, uh, to a, a class dance with somebody, but she never had any kind of relationship. She was young. You know, she didn't have uh, any kind of relationship like that. She dated a few times, but that
0: was it. And what did you know about uh, this? We're going to just use his name now. Joe Hill, what did you know about him at the time? Obviously, you found out a lot of things after she disappeared. But what did you know about him during the time that the two uh, were going out? And how long had they been going out before she disappeared?
1: Oh, I think it's probably at least a year, and yeah, uh, you know, I found out from friends that he was doing drugs. I was constantly going over there trying to find my daughter and get her away, and it just didn't work. No.
0: If I can ask you, do you think that Ashley might have been uh, engaging in you know drugs with him as well? Do you think, or now that you look back, I, at I, it? I
1: would, I would think so. Yes. I would, okay. so the, the, the and, uh, I would think so, just by the
0: behavior. and I would think so. Okay. And I want you to know, for the record, we don't care about that type of stuff on Unfound. Okay? We care about finding people. We don't care what their lifestyles are, hobbies are. Right. We don't care.
1: Exactly.
0: We don't care. Uh-huh. All right. On this uh-huh. show, we've covered... Yeah, a
1: person too.
0: Yes, exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. And I want all the listeners... To remember that we don't care. So, you knew that uh, Joe was a suspicious character, and um, but you did your best a- as you could. But she was attracted to him, we know how teenagers can be. How did you feel about when you found out that she was pregnant? How did you feel about that?
1: Oh, I went directly to his house, you know, with her. I mean, I was you know on board for my daughter, she was she had a life inside of her. And, uh, I didn't, The Joe Hill is a black man, and Ashley's Caucasian, and it didn't bother me at all, but back in the day, that was kind of like taboo, so we went over there, and, uh, he expressed that he didn't want to have the baby, and this and that, and, uh, my daughter was very hurt by that, but we accepted him, we accepted the baby, uh, and he just he just gave me the impression that he did not want this child. And, you know, it's a long time ago, but that's, that's what stands out, is that he did not want
0: it. Did he want her to get an abortion?
1: I don't know if he did or not, but, uh, you know, she never expressed that because she kept the baby.
0: You know? Oh. So he was fine with her having the baby. It's just it doesn't sound like he wanted to have anything to do with the raising. Uh, of the baby, right. probably. Uh, I
1: guess you know. I guess so. Uh, he might not wanted her to have it, but then he was paying to go pick up the furniture. And that's who she was waiting for.
0: Right. Okay, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that uh, in a in a moment. Um, were she and Joe having? I mean, obviously the the baby is the main issue there. But was would you say that before she disappeared? Was did you get the feeling that that the relationship was souring even maybe more than before right before she disappeared what what do you remember about those their relationship in those days before she disappeared
1: well i just remember it was more you know one-sided as far as ashley goes you know that's what i remember you know that she put more into the relationship than he did um because he, he impressed me that, you know, he, I don't know if he was using her for rides or or whatever, but he, he more or less had
0: control of her. When did you realize and how did you find out that Ashley was missing?
1: We had no contact with her. We tried calling, we called her friends, uh, nobody had heard from her. And this lasted for like maybe two weeks of not not hearing from her at all. Just trying to make contact with her, you know, 24-7 and could never get her. That's and w- when I moved back to New Orleans.
0: And was she living at home with you at the time or was she living on her own? Or?
1: She was living with her dad at the time.
0: She was. And he had not heard from her, and and you got—and how long did it take for you? Obviously, you said a couple of weeks. How long did it take for you to get suspicious that something might have happened?
1: Oh, uh, you know, maybe a couple of days in, I was worried to death, you know? Mm-hmm. Worried to death. Couldn't reach her. And I always had my hands on Ashley, you know? you know what I mean? I always knew, like, where she was and stuff like that, and she'd always— keep in contact with me, and
0: then all of a sudden, her contact stopped. Would you say that you usually talk to her every day or every other day? Yes, oh yes. Yes, every day. And of course, her being pregnant, I'm sure that you wanted to keep tabs on how your grandbaby was... Oh, yes,
1: indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: And so, after a few days, you figured out that that something was wrong. Did you know that... um, What she was doing that day, did you know that she was going to look at this baby furniture? Did you know that?
1: No, I did not know that.
0: Okay, that's an important point, and I want to come back to it in a moment. So what would you do? Mm -hmm. You you find out that you kind of decide that she's missing. Did you go out? You put flyers up. Did you talk to Joe Hill? What did you do to try to find her?
1: Oh, we did everything. We put signs up on telephone poles. Uh, We had got with the news. Uh, We had reported her missing from the Hair Hand police station. We had done everything, everything that you could think of.
0: And you, you talked to Joe Hill? Did you call him or go over to his house? Yeah, I
1: called him and I demanded to know where my daughter was. And he says, oh, I'm praying for her, Ashley flipped the script, uh, this, that, and the other.
0: What did you think that flipped the script meant at the time? Did, did you, I have to admit, I had to look, when you first told me this the first time we talked, I had to look it up. What uh, did that mean to you?
1: Well, maybe Joe was saying that they had a plan. Uh, maybe to get married, I don't know what it was, but there was some kind of plan, and all of a sudden she deviated from that plan.
0: And when was the last time... Whatever
1: plan they had, I have no idea.
0: And when was the last time he says he saw her or talked to her? Uh, Do you remember?
1: I really don't, but it was, uh, you know, of course... Prior to, uh, prior to her not speaking with me anymore.
0: Okay. So he's saying that he did not talk to her on the day she disappeared, or and he did not see her on the day she disappeared. That was his story.
1: Right. Exactly. But he knew mm-hmm. nothing about it.
0: Okay. So you went out and you started uh, driving around uh, the streets of New Orleans, I guess, looking for her, and, and what happened?
1: Well, we came across her car in front of somebody's house. We didn't know who it was. It was strange for us. I mean, we ran across the car literally by accident, yeah. just by going in there. And uh, so we knocked on the door and talked with uh, Nicole Johnson, who informed us what Ashley was doing there, what her car was doing there, etc.
0: Now, is, before we get into what she says, what kind of area? Is this a decent area of uh, New Orleans? Is it a shady area? Yeah, it was
1: a decent area.
0: A decent area. Okay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, I mean, that is really uh, fortunate i guess you'd say that you ran across her car i mean did you know it was her mustang right away because mustangs are a a common car i guess or did did you were you stopping an
1: older car for the year that it was it was older and we had bought it for her not too long before this and yeah we noticed it right away
0: that is, that is something you're very fortunate. I, I have to tell you, and I'm sure the listeners are thinking the same thing, that we know a lot about yeah, just about me. parents going out and trying to find cars of their children who have disappeared, and the odds of that happening are very, very low. So right, I, I just
1: wish something would have came out of it, you know. Of course,
0: of course. Yeah. So you go up and talk to Nicole Johnson, uh, and what does she say?
1: She says that she met Ashley in uh, an obstetrician's office in Charity Hospital. Charity Hospital is no longer there because of Katrina. But uh, I don't know if they built it back up or not. But anyway, she says she met Ashley there. She had a baby, and her baby died. She had a little boy, and her baby died like two weeks after birth. And she was there for some kind of follow-up visit. Her and Ashley started talking, and she offered Ashley her baby furniture. And so Ashley agreed. Uh, they had, I guess, set a time and day for Ashley to come over there. And Ashley was waiting for, I'm assuming, Joe Hill to come meet her with a truck and pick up this furniture. Well, that never happened. Because they were arguing over the phone, Nicole Johnson said. They were arguing over the phone. Ashley left get in her car, her car wouldn't start, and she walked across the street to a shell station, and that's the last thing anybody, last time anybody saw her.
0: So, did Nicole Johnson know for sure that Ashley was talking to Joe? Because remember, he just claimed that he didn't talk to her that day. Um, did she know for sure? Did, like, Ashley use Joe's name or anything like that? Do you know?
1: Well, no, I wasn't, she wasn't sure it was him, but she thought that it, it was her boyfriend that she was arguing with, and that's Joe Hill.
0: How long did Ashley's car sit out in front of Nicole Johnson's house?
1: Oh, it was under 10 days.
0: And did Nicole even realize that Ashley was missing, to your knowledge?
1: No, not until we knocked on the door. we had flyers, and we showed her a flyer of Ashley, and she says, "Oh, yes, that's her car out there." And we said, "We know
0: <laughs> right um, yeah is there a re- did she give you any reason as to why she never called anybody or in nine days?" You think somebody? She would have called somebody and said, "Hey, is somebody going to come get this car?" She obviously yes, she had. Did. A, oh, she did. Okay.
1: She did. She called somebody to, the, the city, I believe, to come pick up the car. And instead, we got there first, and we had the car towed and fingerprinted and everything that had to be done to it.
0: Did she cry? Did she try calling Ashley at any time to call her? She obviously had her phone numbers. So they. They had to have arranged somehow for Ashley to come over.
1: Yeah. Did she ever try to call I, you know, Ashley?
0: I, about the call?
1: I have no idea. I mean, I do have phone records, but I have no clue as to uh, what Nicole's number was at the time, even though I did call a bunch of numbers. A bunch of them didn't answer back. Okay.
0: Okay. Now, something we can clear up, and uh, I've read quite a bit about Ashley's disappearance, and obviously you have done some interviews that I've read before as well. I just Uh, want to put on the record here that Nicole Johnson isn't some ghost. You actually met her, looked her in the eye, talked to her about Ashley's disappearance, because there's some inferences out there. I just want want to correct the record that Nicole Johnson was never located at the time you talked to her.
1: Oh, I talked to her, me and my husband at the time. We talked to her, yes. Okay. There is a Nicole Johnson.
0: Excellent. And do you know if the police have ever talked talk to her after you talked to her that day?
1: I really don't know if they did or not. I really don't know. Uh, but I, I, I assume they did, and I know that they're looking for her now.
0: Do you have you ever talked or seen Nicole Johnson since the day that you found Ashley's car out in front of her house? No. No. And she hasn't tried to contact you. I'm sure she has your phone number. She'd have your flyer. She never called to follow up. Hey, did you ever find your daughter? She never did anything like that.
1: Not that I recall. Yeah, you know, there's been some pieces, little things that I'm sure I don't remember mm-hmm. because it's been 14 years. Uh, but I don't recall that.
0: When you talked to her and I mean, you got to look at her, I mean, we're going, she is the only one who we know of who saw Ashley last. When right. you talked to her, did you believe her story? Do you believe her story now?
1: I did believe her. I did believe her. You know, nothing really crossed my mind because, uh, uh, I did believe her. Yes. I did.
0: Okay. Do you still continue to believe that, that that is what happened on that day? The reason I ask is because it's always a little dicey when you take one person's word on anything, on any disappearance or anything in life. And so she was the only person there, allegedly, to see Ashley walk away. That's why I have to ask her. Right. That. That's why I have to well, ask her.
1: I always believed that it was Joe Hill that had something to do with her disappearance. That's probably why you know I believed uh, Nicole uh, what had happened okay I just think that it was Joe Hill that's my gut feeling
0: and one more question about Nicole Johnson we're gonna go back to Joe Hill and I want to talk about what the what the police uh, has been going on with the police since 2003 mm-hmm. has anybody involved with Ashley's investigation her case tried to find Nicole Johnson or tried to talk to her?
1: I believe that the New Orleans police did. And now they're actively trying again.
0: But once again, to your knowledge, back at the time of 2003, the police weren't too uh, interested in talking to her, even though she was the last person to see Ashley.
1: Right, exactly. Okay. The police didn't even go across the street and get videotaped from the cell station when we called and begged them to do it. So they, they really just didn't do anything, you know, uh, satisfactory to me.
0: Let's talk about the police a little bit. Um, you, This was originally a, a local case that then got passed on to New Orleans. Can you tell the, the listeners a little bit about that?
1: Well, we live in uh, this, a city called Harahan, just about 13 miles from New Orleans. And we lived here, and we reported her missing from where we lived in Harahan. But then when we found the car, they told us we had to report her missing from New Orleans. And that was nine months later. Had we not found the car, it would still be going on. You know, it's, we never would have reported her missing in New Orleans.
0: And in fact, if you hadn't found her car, you st- you probably wouldn't have run into Nicole Johnson, and it would even be a bigger mystery than it is.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: And what did New Orleans do with the, the case once they got it nine months later? Did, did you get any help, or how did you think it went?
1: Yes, I got uh, some help from a particular detective who went around talking to all my daughter's friends. Uh, talking to Joe Hill, they told me that they dug up his yard, uh, they wouldn't do a lie detector test on him because it wouldn't be submissible in court. And then maybe five years later, you know, the same detective went at it again, and then she just said, you know, that, uh, just more or less, it is what it is, we, we can't do any more. nobody knows anything. And then it just ended up into the cold case.
0: So Ashley's friends at the time, even maybe the one who originally set her up with Joe Hill, none of them knew anything about her disappearance. Right. And I
1: know that's not
0: true. (laughs) You think some of her, you think some of her friends do know what happened?
1: I think one particular friend, yes, does know. And the friend moved uh, to North Carolina. But I'm still friends with her on Facebook. I think that that one person knows.
0: And we don't have to mention her name, but why do you think this one person would keep his or her mouth shut after these years, after all these years?
1: Maybe because she has something to do with it. This is the one that introduced, not introduced, but lived near Joe Hill in that apartment. This is the same one. The friend that Ashley was with when she met Joe Hill.
0: And have you had an opportunity? And then their
1: friendship got kind of bitter after that. You know, they they, they had some sort of disagreement. Uh, something went on where they weren't close anymore because they were best friends for a long time. I mean, since grade school.
0: And then as soon as Ashley and Joe become a thing, this, this girl, I guess, uh, started to not be friends with Ashley anymore.
1: More or less, yeah. More or less.
0: Okay. And have you ever had the opportunity the last 14 years to try to ask this girl about the disappearance? And, and what does she say to you? Does she not say anything? Oh, yeah, I've
1: asked her. I've asked her. I've asked her, and she doesn't know anything. Nothing. It's just like all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But I've asked her several times.
0: But in her case, you think that she's lying.
1: Yeah, I think that she's lying. Yeah.
0: Okay. I do. The police department. Because
1: somebody w- has to know something, and if anybody does, it was her that knows something.
0: The police department. This happened shortly before Katrina. How did Katrina affect this investigation? I mean, how does it continue to affect it to this day? Affect it to this day, as a matter of fact?
1: Well, to this day, they had lost. All the records, the uh, initial missing person report, everything. They lost it in Katrina because everything flooded in New Orleans. All the paperwork, uh, computers, everything. But I kept, thankfully, everything that I was given back in that time. And since they reopened the case, I had given that all over to the cold case homicide unit in New Orleans.
0: And when did that happen? When did you hand it over?
1: That was maybe two months ago. That, that I went over there and met with him.
0: That uh-huh. recently. That recently. Yeah,
1: that recently.
0: Okay, good. How did that come about that all these years later and, and, and suddenly um, they're looking at Ashley's case again? That's very, you should know, Yvonne, that's very rare. Usually it's the opposite. Uh, the police. Right, well,
1: I just kept pestering, pestering and calling, and finally, uh, Detective Winston listened to me, and he decided to go ahead and reopen it, and then he set me up with Randy Russo of Channel 6 News, and that's how everything started to go again.
0: That's good to hear, and how, okay. uh, and do you keep in contact with uh, Detective Winston, Um maybe weekly, or uh, how how has it been since he got a hold of the information? And I want to talk to you about the information in a moment, but how has he and your relationship been? Do you talk to him often, like maybe once a week, or do you email him? Well, a- I
1: haven't talked to him quite often since the interview. I was waiting to see if he would contact me. If there were people call called in with information, and since then I had tried calling him twice, left two voicemails, and he didn't get back with me yet. So, you know, I'm doing it like every couple of days now since the interview.
0: All right, great. I think that's a great idea. I think you're doing the right thing there, Yvonne. What was some of the interview, or information, I should say, that you gave to him? And can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Maybe like cell phone information, maybe we need to talk about that. Was that included in in the information?
1: Oh yeah, I had all her cell phone records. Like I said before, that I went through, you know, and called just about every number there was of that. And I had a, I put in order everything my husband and I did where we went, who we saw, who we spoke to. Uh, you know, I gave them all that information. I gave them a list of friends, uh, the police reports. Uh, you know, everything that I basically everything that we did and collected you
0: know, initially. If you can remember, was Joe Hill's phone number the one that was being used? Was that who she was talking to that day when she was over at Nicole Johnson's? Is that what the cell phone record showed? I'm sure that he was on there, yes. But
1: he had several, I think, phone numbers or several phones. Um, yeah, from what I remember, he was on there. I don't know if it was that day. Uh, I just, I don't remember.
0: Okay. That's fine. And you don't have that, and that, all that information you gave to the police a couple months ago. Yeah, I gave it to the yeah.
1: police and they go over with like a fine tooth comb. hmm
0: and would you have happened to have any like the last tower that her phone bounced off of that might be something that you wouldn't be able to get on your own that's probably something the police would have to get but have you ever heard any information about what cell tower her phone might have uh, bounced off of that day no I
1: I don't need they had towers back then
0: yes yes, they did uh that that's how okay. cell phones work that's fine yes they yeah that's okay. how they work yeah, yeah. okay, that's fine okay. you're not required to to know how cell phones work, and I apologize right. if that if you found <laughs> that to be an awkward question uh, okay I, um was her phone ever, to your knowledge was her phone ever used after january ninth two thousand three
1: no uh-huh
0: it, the the phone use ended on that day right. Right. And, and her, what disappeared along with Ashley? I, I guess her purse, her phone, any anything else? What did you find in the car?
1: Um, we found clothes, things like that, shoes, um, stuff like that, just personal items.
0: Mm-hmm. Another question I think that listeners probably might be interested in. Are you surprised now? Looking back at it now, that you didn't find out till afterwards that she was going to to look at, if not buy this this baby furniture. Are you surprised that that she didn't tell you that she was going to do that that day? Or
1: yes, I'm surprised because she knew that we were on board, you know, with the baby, and her dad had a truck, and uh, yeah, we were surprised. Her dad could have helped her out with the furniture if she was having an argument. And it surprises me that she didn't call one of us, you know, to come get her or pick her up or anything like that.
0: Yeah, because usually I I don't have any children. But I'm usually thinking that, you know, baby furniture is usually like a a family type of purchase, you know. Right. And so that's why. Uh So I guess... You had to be a little surprised when Nicole Johnson told you that. But that that's the reason she Yes, was. I
1: was. Yes I was. And to why my daughter didn't call us, you know, and say, Mom, Dad, can y'all come over here That's some baby furniture? You know, something. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. No. Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: And what has gone on? Uh, granted, you've gotten some progress here recently, and I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And what has gone on over the years? What has gone on, to your knowledge, in Joe Hill's life since
1: 2003? Well, I I, I really didn't know too much about what was going on with him. Um, my sister who had passed away told me that, and my sister, uh. She passed away, what, five years ago. And she had told me, but not for a while after, that Joe Hill, she thinks, lived across the street from her. And we had gone over there. She told me what kind of truck he had and everything. We had gone over there to where she said that uh, he was staying, and we never had any progress finding him.
0: No. And has he had any run-ins with the law since 2003, to your knowledge? I
1: think he was in jail, yes, uh, in between that time at some point, yes. And that's all, I believe, drug-related. It was drug-related. He was on heroin. Um, so, yes, so he was in jail.
0: So he has been in jail since 2003. Do you, to your knowledge, do, does he have any... Did he have any convictions or any suspicions of any violence against anybody, any assaults and batteries? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know,
1: but I wouldn't doubt it. Okay.
0: And he is on Facebook. You did send me the link. There are many Joe Hills on Facebook, and I'm not going to send the listeners directly to his site, but he is on Facebook and and right. And he
1: seems like he's a uh, you know this normal person. As far as all his posts go and everything like that, it's like he just is like in this good life.
0: Is there any connection that you know of between Joe Hill and Nicole Johnson?
1: Not that I know of, no.
0: Yvonne, what did this do to your family when this happened? what And what does it continue to do? Oh,
1: it devastated us. Uh, it just it put me into such a depression. I tried to kill myself it was it was terrible. It was just the most devastating thing that I've ever been through in my life
0: and Ray Ashley's older brother, how did he handle it, and how does he continue to handle it fourteen years later?
1: uh. Well, he thinks about her all the time. He's He, of course, uh, uh, he doesn't talk about it a lot, uh, but he... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, you know, he's been through a lot himself, just like us. Um, you know, he took it very hard. He's devastated. Um, but, you know, Ray and I are close but we really don't talk too much. I did tell him about the interview, and he watched that, and he said he cried when he watched it, and, um, you know, things like that. I guess he's normal in, you know, that he's missing his sister and wants to know what happened to her and wanting to kill somebody if they did something to her, you know.
0: That's a that's a very popular feeling out there among mm-hmm. family members. um I wouldn't say it comes up in, inter- in every interview, but it does come up. Yes. And how about Ashley's father? Um,
1: Ashley's father, he didn't even want to participate in the interview with the news because he said that everybody knows him,
0: and he didn't
1: want all these questions because you know he's in construction and he does a lot of work in people's homes. And he didn't want the pity party and all that stuff, which really, excuse my language, pissed me off. Yeah.
0: Do you think that that's maybe just his own way of handling? Obviously, he's taking it hard as well. But
1: oh he's, yeah, he's taking it really hard. They were really yeah. close. I just couldn't understand why he wouldn't. If and, and particularly if I and I do forget things, why he couldn't be there to just back me up? He didn't have to be on. TV, he could have just, if I said something wrong, you know, uh, checked his memory and made sure we were on the same page. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, other than that, he really, uh, you know, initially we did everything together, then we, of course we separated and divorced, and uh, he just doesn't want to have any kind of part in anything now.
0: Yeah. Well, I I know you know how how you feel about him not you know, showing up and didn't want to do the interview, but I also have to tell you, with my experience of interviewing like four or five dozen of family members in the last eight or nine months, that that's not totally unusual. You know, some really? people, some people. I would think it
1: would be very unusual.
0: Yeah. Some people, it, it hurt, you know, I, I can just tell I you. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's in the majority, but uh, it, it is not unusual. Some people, it hurts to just even think about it, to talk about it. Uh, right. And I, and I run right. into that. Uh, I run into that all the time. So,
1: Yeah, uh, I just really didn't consider that being as your child. It's uh, missing. You do what you can. You know, you just do whatever you can, whatever it takes. If it hurts you, so what? Exactly. You do what you have to do that's just that's just me mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah Yvonne because what, it's
1: about them it's not about you it's about them. that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: that's true. Yvonne, what do you think happened to your daughter Ashley?
1: I think that she was killed. That's what I think I think Joe Hill killed her. That's exactly what I expressed to everybody that I've talked to, the police, everybody. Particularly when she didn't show up for grandmother's funeral and her father has had his cell phone, the same cell phone number, for at least 20 years. And he kept it, particularly in case Ashley would want to call.
0: And you believe the motivation That's what for- I think, and... And you believe the motivation uh, yeah. for this was was the upcoming birth of their child?
1: That's what I believe,
0: yes. And I didn't only lose one person. I lost two. I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Yvonne, where can people find out more about your daughter, about her disappearance and... You know, where can they go and do that? Do you do you have a Facebook well, page no, or Facebook page uh, anywhere else? Yes,
1: I, I have a Facebook page, and it's called Help Find Ashley Eifert. Then uh, the Charlie Project, of course, um, uh, the National Center for Missing uh, Adults. Sure. Um, that's the three main ones that I have okay. that people can go to to read about it. And of course, WDSU TV News Cold Case has the interview that I did.
0: And I'm going to uh, link to all of those when this program is posted. I'll make sure that people have the link to your Facebook page and all those other places. And uh, and of course, the interview as well. I want to make sure that uh, people can go to those places after hearing us interview and do this interview that they can even further their knowledge by um, uh, reading all of that information. Of course you're on Facebook as well. I'm not going to require you to give out your Facebook information or anything, but I would like to invite you to join. If you aren't already in it, I'm not sure if you are not, but we have an unfound discussion group that's a private group that I would invite you to join because a lot of my, a lot of my former guests are in there people just like yourself, parents of children who uh, went missing, who disappeared? Right. And uh, it's a very safe atmosphere. There aren't any trolls. There's no arguing or anything. I'd like to invite uh-huh. you to j- be part of the group because uh, you're going to get good support in there and people who want to get to know you and, and help in any way they can. All right. So I'm okay, inviting. Okay, that'd
1: you. be awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Any final words before we conclude the interview, Yvonne?
1: Oh, I just, you know, I'm particularly grateful for, you know, shows like yours and people like you who've taken interest in all these families that you really have no association with. I think that's a great thing that y'all do. I just want to thank everybody and to, you know, keep the missing people in the world in mind, keep sharing uh, the things that you see on Facebook about missing people. Uh, Call the police if you happen to see anybody or anything that relates to a missing person case. Just keep on top of it as if you were missing someone yourself.
0: I think that's great advice, Yvonne. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, And I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound and telling your daughter's story. Hopefully um, we can get this resolved for you.
1: I hope so, Ed. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And that was my interview with Yvonne Eifert, mother of Ashley Eifert. One point that we missed during the episode, although Yvonne and I discussed it in a prior conversation, and this must be mentioned due to Ashley being pregnant. Yvonne and I somewhat dismissed the idea that Nicole Johnson might have wanted to steal Ashley's baby. These things happen as horrible as they are. Nicole allegedly lost her own baby not long before Ashley disappeared. But Ashley really wasn't that close to giving birth. She was in her seventh month. Now, if she had been in her ninth month, then I think Yvonne and I could believe it. But a baby that was only in its seventh month would require a lot of medical attention. And if it was the case that Nicole Johnson was hanging out at the hospital looking for a woman who was pregnant in the hopes of stealing her baby, she would have had the opportunity to pick somebody who was closer to giving birth than Ashley was. That's not to say that Nicole Johnson is completely innocent in this, but Yvonne and I dismissed the idea that Nicole Johnson might have wanted to steal Ashley's baby. We'll talk about Nicole Johnson again in a couple minutes. If you'll remember, This program started with me talking about words meaning things. I want to concentrate on what Joe Hill told Yvonne when she asked him about Ashley disappearing. He said, Ashley flipped the script. What does that mean? It turns out it has a variety of definitions, but I'm going to focus on two of them. On one hand, it means to do the unexpected, to deviate from the norm. Truthfully, a sensible statement from Joe if that's what he meant, and completely harmless. What happened was, at least from the outside looking in, totally unexpected. Nobody saw this disappearance coming. And could that be what Joe meant? He simply meant that she decided to do something different with her life and vanish and not date me anymore. I suppose it's possible. However, there is another meaning for flipped the script. It means to gain control in a dialogue that is being dominated by another person so that you are now in charge and could be used for any situation involving only two people. Could this be what Joe meant? Could this be what happened? Was Ashley trying to take control of the relationship and Joe didn't like it? On the phone that day, was she trying to tell him how it was going to be? after listening to Joe for so long, and he didn't like it. I think this makes a lot of sense. And I think he was being more honest than Yvonne believed when he used those words, flipped the script. Joe might have been saying them and not even completely understanding he was giving the exact reason Ashley disappeared and pointing the finger right at himself. It could have even been done subconsciously. I wonder... And there's something else. The mysterious Nicole Johnson. She really does need to be found and talked to again. And before you think she could be an innocent party to all of this, here are some facts. She never tried calling Ashley to get her car from out in front of her house. According to Yvonne, Nicole didn't seem concerned Ashley was missing, and Nicole did not take part in any search for her. Strange, considering she wanted to help Ashley by selling her the furniture. In fact, I have to admit, I'm starting to wonder if Ashley was at her house for baby furniture at all. Remember, Ashley never told her mother she was going there. And Yvonne stated she was surprised Ashley never told her about buying baby furniture. Well, is it possible Ashley never told her mother that? Because that wasn't the reason Ashley's car ended up in front of Nicole's house. I think we need to think about that. Finally, Yvonne and I didn't mention Nicole Johnson's profession. At the time of Ashley's disappearance, she was a corrections officer at one of New Orleans prisons. Remember, Joe Hill had been incarcerated before he met Ashley. Did Joe and Nicole know each other? Because I seem to read a story a month about a female corrections officer having a relationship with an inmate. It may be nothing, it may be something, but I think Nicole Johnson needs to be questioned again regarding the disappearance of Ashley Eifert. And with that, I'll leave the rest of the theorizing up to you. And that's the end of the program. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found it informative, please go to iTunes and give Unfound a five-star review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to unfound.